and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Women Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 25th of June 2021. They include Amazon's action thriller The Ice Road, starring Liam Neeson and Lawrence Fishburne, and the quirky Disney Plus family fantasy The Mysterious Benedict Society. We will and we'll also be talking about Hollywood Bulldogs, a Britbox documentary about British stuntmen in the movies, and the return of Channel 4's dystopian drama The Handmaid's Tale. But first, Ian, what's in the news? On uh, Britbox, Hugh Laurie has adapted the Agatha Christie novel, Why Didn't They Ask Evans? And that is going to star Will Poulter and Lucy Boynton. So looking forward to that. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, very excitingly, um, particularly for Jennifer Aniston fans, uh, because Jennifer Aniston is back um, with Reese Witherspoon for The Morning Show. It's making its return on Friday, September the 17th on Apple TV+. Plus. So, um, yeah, second season, 10 episodes. Can't wait. A pretty strong week this week, I would say, and we're going to kick off with a movie. I think this is a real popcorn movie, in my view. It's called The Ice Road. It's on Amazon Prime. And here is a clip. You heard about the cave-in? Yeah. I'm putting together a rescue mission. We have 26 trapped miners who are running out of air. I need 300 feet of pipe delivered up there in under 30 hours. Can you make it happen? Says you had experience on the ice road. Yep. Use the mechanic. One of the best. Sweet Jesus. So, Hannah, I don't know if you've ever watched that series, Ice Road Truckers. You ever seen that? I haven't, but should I have? Okay, it's quite popular. I think it's on Discovery. It's been going for years, and it's about these guys who haul cargo on these ice roads during the winter to inaccessible places. And it's just struck me watching this film. What a great idea to base a a movie around that. So, as I said, this is a real popcorn movie. I mean, I was watching it while cooking the tea. And to be honest, you can do that and you still know what's going on. It's got a great cast. Liam Neeson, for starters. I will find you and I will kill you. (laughs) And Lawrence Fishburne. So what a double act. Amazing. Liam Neeson is an ice road trucker. The setup is that there's a mining disaster And in order to rescue these trapped miners, a wellhead and various other bits of equipment have to be taken by lorry across these ice roads. And obviously time is running out, oxygen is running out because they can't fly the uh, they can't fly it in, basically. So Neeson, it's got everything in it, this film. Neeson has a brother who is a, a war veteran who's got PTSD and he keeps getting fired from his job as a driver because his brother, who's a mechanic, is always kind of getting in trouble, getting bullied and so on. So he's just been fired. It's spring, so the windows across the ice roads is closing. And off they go. It's a race against time. You've got the jeopardy of the ice road melting. You've got the jeopardy of the miners who might run out of oxygen. You've got the sort of shady company men, you know, who uh, 
could be up to no good. I absolutely love that. I mean, the, the script is a bit corny in places, but you've got to approach it with the same attitude as as films like uh, Con Air or, um, you know, those sort of disaster movies where they've got to land on an asteroid and, and drill down or get to the centre of the Earth. But I thought it was great fun. And, I mean, it, it looks amazing because they, they're hauling these big rigs across these ice roads, across frozen lakes. And I always think, when I go on holiday to America, why do their lorries look so much cooler than our ones? Anyway, that's by the by. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's you know, it's just great fun. It's exciting. Um and I love Liam Neeson, of course. Uh, what did you think of this, Hannah? Well, Liam Neeson makes it, doesn't he? Don't you think? I mean, that is that is the the reason to tune in. And um, I particularly liked he's your class. Yeah. yeah, he's class. And I particularly liked your uh, impression of him. Um, if you could do that again later on, that would be absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Um, no, I thought it was great. I think I think you're right. It's something that can be sort of. Um, it, it's sort of. There, it struck me that in places it was a bit ridiculous um and a bit sort of silly but i think like you said you kind of if you if you come kind of knowing that and that it can be a bit silly then it then it sort of works but then the other part of it as well when you said they're struggling for air and all that kind of stuff i i think we've talked about this before i feel very um um what's the word when you can't i can't breathe in situations like that even when i'm watching it oh, i feel really okay. claustrophobic and i and sometimes there are things that you watch on to or people being stuck underground you know exactly as we, we were talking about i find it really hard to watch so um yeah really good but quite um difficult to watch for me perhaps the other thing that struck me so this week i spoke to jeremy clarkson james may and richard hammond about the return of the grand tour on amazon prime so that's coming back i thought what a great grand tour special it would be if they did the ice road trucker thing what do you think about that oh they they should definitely do that now you've got something rather interesting over on disney plus uh, a new series called the mysterious benedict society what's that all about hannah yeah well it's on disney plus so you kind of think okay what you know this is going to be sort of uh, uh i suppose a bit lighter and to a degree it it kind of is and so if you if you're kind of fed up of watching the euros then you know this is this is one for you it's a never. fantasy i will never drama. be fed up of the euros <laughs> i know it's on all the time here wall to wall so you know i don't support, well i am fed up of it but i have no choice um so it's based on trenton lee stewart's uh, young adult novels so you know if you're familiar with those you'll know what this is all about so it's an eight-part series and it features tony hale who plays the main character of nicholas benedict who's a narcoleptic philanthropist shall we have a listen we're asking you to go on a mission that can only be accomplished by children. There is a sinister force brainwashing us. And yes, he is my twin brother. <laughs> so, you need a bunch of smart orphans to do a deadly mission. I get it. Ideally not deadly. So, um, Tony Hale, who who plays Nicholas Benedict, um, is determined to end this very terrifying global crisis known as the emergency. And it's plunged the whole of the world into financial and social disaster um, thanks to strange subliminal messages that are being broadcast. So it's 
it's quite strange it, it, it's not something that you, you i think you have to work with it a bit which you don't expect to with disney at all or, or any, any shows that go out on disney plus you don't have to work with it you you do have to kind of work with this and as i say if you've already read the novels then you'll know what you're getting but it's quite abstract it's quite weird in places um and this uh Benedict, this Nicholas Benedict. I mean, he is kind of a genius, but what comes with a genius is somebody who's, you know, can can be quite eccentric. Um, so he's full of life, but he does have narcolepsy. So you know, can be quite difficult, and he'll just pass out. And for anybody who's got that, that must be absolutely awful. But he's desperate to find out the truth about um, the emergency. And um, I don't know, Ian. I, it's, it's there's eight parts to, to the eight, and I, for me, I, I kind of, I kind of began to lose interest. I, I don't know if that's fair. Do you agree? I like it. I think. I mean, it's the word quirky could almost have been invented for this. So I didn't know. I didn't know about the books. It looks amazing. It kind of looks a bit like a Wes Anderson movie. I think the color palettes and the sets. It really is so quirky. I guess it's kind of set in America, but what's weird about it is that the streets almost look kind of Parisian and there are all these Citroen cars <laughs> driving about. Anyway, that's that's irrelevant. Yeah, so it is, I mean, there have been quite a few series where the setup is that there's been some cataclysmic event or something's affecting the world, and often it's this, a group of young people who are going to save the day. The interesting thing about these youngsters is they don't have any special powers. They're not mutants. They're just very brainy and they're good at solving problems. And, and I guess that's that's what. But they are. They're, they're orphans, aren't that they? They're lonely right. orphans. So they kind of find yeah. their place because they're very bright children, as you say. And But I, I like that part of it, that they don't have special powers, because I feel like that's really well trodden ground, to be honest with you. And it, so it starts. I love the first episode because they're basically having to go through a series of tests to get into this I think it's a mm. school is it or something and and they're real kind of lateral thinking problems so if you like that kind of thing you will enjoy it uh, such as they have to get across a room which has got a black and white floor but they're not allowed to step on any of the squares so if you like those kind of crystal mazy type puzzles it's good for that it's very, it's very sophisticated I think and and kind of knowing uh, lots of voiceover, some kind of animation drawings thrown into the mix. Um, yeah, it's really nicely shot. Um, so yeah, I actually I enjoyed it. I must say. And remember, kids, it's okay to be brainy. <laughs> so over on <laughs> over on Britbox, uh, we have a one-off documentary called Hollywood Bulldogs, and it's all about British stuntmen working in Tinseltown in the 1960s, 70s and 80s. So let's have a listen to a clip. Do you recognise these guys? They've fallen, jumped, crashed, punched, kicked, stabbed, swung and exploded their way through the last 60 years of cinema. It wasn't a stump business like it is now. Taxi drivers, bouncers, barmen. I was working in a factory in North London. They might look like any bunch of old geezers, but they're pretty special. So this is narrated by Ray Winston. So naturally, I will be doing an impression. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I can't wait. Bet in play now. There you go. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, these... 
this is all about the films and the TV shows that I grew up with, really. It's very nostalgic. And they're talking to all these guys, these British guys who worked as stuntmen. Many of them just kind of fell into it. Like there's one chap who was an ex-army guy and he couldn't get any other work. Or there are people who are kind of working as bouncers or taxi drivers. And the health and safety (laughs) certainly wasn't as... uh, scrupulous as it is these days so yeah the sort of films we're looking at are james bond movies alien indiana jones star wars superman and classic british tv shows such as the saint and the avengers so unsurprisingly these guys have got quite a lot of anecdotes there's a lot of talking heads action in this possibly too much i would say because what i'm really interested in is seeing clips of the stunts and then hearing a little bit about that and you do get some of that and there's an interesting one in from the the movie the man who would be king which starred uh sean connery and michael Caine. and there's this amazing stunt where there's this big one of those big rope bridges uh, across a huge chasm and someone's chopping the ropes with uh, with a machete and the stuntman for Sean Connery has to just fall off this rope bridge as it as it drops into this abyss. And, I mean, it looks amazing. And he just fell onto a, a big stack of cardboard boxes that, that were on a ledge below. I mean, it's a health, it, it is a health and safety nightmare. So, yeah, a lot of these guys have kind of come across as slightly dodgy geezers, you know, who would, who would try anything. And if you like movies, and, and particularly things like Bond movies, and you love the stunts, then this could be for you. Is it? Is it something you were interested in, Hannah? Yeah, well, actually, um, I know you were saying you don't like talking head type shows. I quite like talking head type shows um, and people talking about what they've done. And I, I would agree with you. I think that you probably could do with a few more clips and then them perhaps talking about it as opposed to so many. But equally, I found it really interesting because I think... Being a stunt person is, I mean, it's really scary. And like you say, back then, there wasn't quite the same safeguarding in place, was there? And quite the same health and safety that we probably or hopefully have now. But even now, you still hear of stuntmen being, stuntmen and stuntwomen being hurt by what they're doing. And it's really, really, you could call it brave, you could call it crazy, you could call it a lot of things, but they're really tough gigs aren't they but it's it's kind of interesting particularly when you're seeing the stunts in something like James Bond which you know there are some pretty severe stunts in there and then of course you know um someone like Tom Cruise for example he does a lot of his own stunts doesn't he he does and I mean as you say uh these guys a lot of these guys are are characters so I mean they are quite entertaining when they're doing their talking head stuff it's not not some kind Mm. of dry experts talking to you but um yeah a bit of lovely bit of movie nostalgia there. Now, over on Channel 4 and all four, it is the return of The Handmaid's Tale. I'm looking for June Osborne. You're better off without her. Everyone that helps her ends up on the wall. She has eluded your soldiers for 19 days. Find her and bring her to me. Have some secret brilliant plan. I made a promise to hurt them the way we hurt. So this is um, season four, um, and it you know it's really acclaimed. People really love it, and but as I say, I just find it um, quite suffocating and quite intense, I suppose. And so 
the premise of this is an American dystopian tragedy um, uh, series, and it's again it's it's based actually on a, a 1985 novel with the same name. So um, if anyone's read those, they'll know exactly what's going on here. And um, it, I think it was it debuted in 2017, and it was sort of revolved around this rebellious handmaid June, who is played by Elizabeth Moss, and they fight against, back against um, the evil authorities and, and and try to escape Canada um, in order to reunite with her husband so this is a group of um, women and they are basically subject they're fertile women women and they're subjected to a life of just atrocity I mean it's up it's just absolutely awful um and they have children the children are taken away and uh, where we left it last time we saw June, um, who, as I say, is this rebellious handmaid, we saw her as a fugitive, um, and she was trying to help a group of children escape on on this plane to Canada. Um, But refusing to join them was her daughter, Hannah. So this series comes back, and we see what's happened to June, um, and and it starts there. And so, as I say, if you haven't seen any of them before, I think it's sensible to see if it's something you like. I I keep trying with this very hard. I can see how brilliant it is. I can see how clever it is. It's just, it's quite disturbing. Um, I, I personally find it quite disturbing. What do you think? Is it, I, I can't remember what you said last week, whether you kind of have watched all of these or whether it's for you. I watched series one and I just want to start by saying I first saw Elizabeth Moss years ago when she was in Mad Men and, I mean, she was brilliant in that, but what a fantastic actress she has turned out to be. And, mm. and she is superb in this. And it's got uh, the women wear these sort of uh, very striking red capes and sort of white hats, don't they? Almost look sort of quasi-religious. So series one was amazing. And you saw her bearing a child to this couple. Um, but, but basically, she's kind of like a prisoner, really. She's like a slave, a servant. Um, and as you say, these fertile women are, are prized because they want to, you know, keep the population going. It's dystopian, as you say, and it certainly series one was was heavy going. It was very depressing. I mean, it's brilliantly done, but it is quite hard to get through uh, because it's so grim. Well, it is. I mean, it's really grim. It's really grim. I mean, you see men raping women I mean and their wives watching on and then their wives hating the woman because her husband has had sex with her despite her not wanting it and the husband forcing himself on her because they want a baby I mean it's just it's so warped it's it's quite difficult to watch now we're on series four the tone has changed slightly because she is fighting back against the system isn't she really um so that there's more of a kind of more positivity to it we are going to see i mean you remember her original couple that she worked for uh the commander they call the guy fred waterford played by joseph fines and his wife serena yvonne strahovski so we'll be seeing them because they're on trial for the crimes they committed in gilead which is this it's one of those reimagined histories, isn't it? Because it imagines there's been a second American Civil War and this is the society that after that had happened. So, yeah, I think I find this four series. I mean, obviously, I need to go back like you did and kind of catch up. But from what I've seen, there's more hope in series four. And it just remains for me to say to you, 
Blessed be the fruit, Hannah. We've got to that time in the podcast where you reveal this week's binges. So what are they? Well, I mean, you can't move for the Euros, can you? So I'm afraid <laughs> Hooray. Um, whether I wanted to binge or not, that has been it's, it's on at all years. times. <laughs> I don't know if I talked about this last week, actually. Did I tell you that I'd been to see Peter Rabbit? I went to see, I went to see Peter Rabbit too. Which got panned, didn't it get panned by the... Uh... The critics. What do they know? Um, <laughs> I thought it was very good and so did my children. Okay. Um, that's James Corden, the... isn't it? It's James Corden. Is Peter yeah, Rabbit, I think his he? voice is unusual mm. as Peter Rabbit. I think that's mm. he isn't the natural voice that you'd expect to have Peter Rabbit to have, perhaps. But it is really okay. good. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, we could go back to a cinema. How exciting is that? Well, I think I mentioned that I recently did a chat with uh, Eddie Marsan and uh, Monica Dolan because they're starring in an adaptation of the story of that guy who faked his own death they call him the canoe man don't they and then he was photographed in Panama with his wife and it was like oh he's alive so the guy who's adapted that is the writer behind the crime drama Unforgotten with uh, Sanjeev Bhaskar and if you've seen it it's kind of cold case police drama so I thought well I should go back and watch a bit of that on Netflix. So I went all the way back to series one, which has an amazing cast, including Tom Courtney and Trevor Reeve. And if you watch it, Hannah, you'll notice a lot of it was filmed in our old office building on the South Bank. So that was a nice trip down memory lane. And uh, like you, of course, it's been wall-to-wall football. What a joy. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to what we'll be talking about next week. So what's on the agenda Brenda. <laughs> well, Chris Pratt, do like a bit of Chris Pratt, uh, yes. battles alien invaders in Amazon Prime's The Tomorrow War. And we take a trip to Fear Street, a new and terrifying trilogy of chillers on Netflix. So we're looking forward to talking about those and more, but in the meantime. Watching. 